Hello, and welcome back to the Screener Pod. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. With me, as always, we got Jameson, we got Ty, and uh, folks, the spring game is right here. And uh, frankly, look, there's not a lot to talk about with practice. Guys are doing things. Uh, you know, it's, it's all practice hype. Last year, we thought Spencer Rattler was going to win the Heisman. So frankly, who the hell knows what's going to happen? But one thing that is up for debate that we can all talk about uh, is the <laughs> just just kind of, let's be honest, he kind of called out Sooner Nation, uh, Brent Venables, um, a couple, like, I believe last week, uh, kind of implored OU fans to come out to the screen game, basically saying, this is a massive part of uh, of our success going forward. That they they should show up. That they have uh, you know a part to play in this um, in a way. And you know, frankly, frankly, you know, if if you've listened to this pod enough times, you, you know, uh, we have some interesting takes on that sort of thing, uh, varied across the board. Um, so, Jameson, uh, I'll, I'll let you start. Um, what what is your expectation? Or a spring game crowd? Uh, do, do, do you think a sellout is 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 unreasonable to ask? Uh, do you, what would you think would be a good crowd for the spring game? I think three fourths is honestly a good thing. But here's the deal: what Brent Venables is doing, he you know he's shooting high and he's trying to get people up and riled up so they can go and support their team. But here, a lot of OU fans are in the comments of YouTube and chats and you know message board, and they're like. How dare he say we don't show up to the games? We've been selling out games since, you know, the 19-whatevers. You know, like, we haven't missed a sellout in forever. But he's talking about the spring game. I mean, y'all remember the 2019 spring game? It was windy and it was, like, a little rainy, I think. Absolutely miserable, cold, like, 40 degrees of spring game. Yeah, I guarantee you there weren't a full or 75% in that game. He was talking about the spring game. And now that we got a little bit later in April and we got a good weather forecast, hopefully coming up for that weekend, that we can get a lot of people to show up and enjoy this new era of college football. But it's not about OU in general, because obviously we're going to fill our stadium just for a regular season game because it's Oklahoma. It's a college football state. I, I mean, for sure. But I I mean, some of these quotes, you know, we, we've talked about this from, from Venables. We talked about this program being one of the most tradition rich and best programs in the history of college football. Then show up with some pride on the 23rd. That's the expectation. The expectation for us, we show up, we play passionate, play tough, we play discipline, we play with uncommon effort. And the expectation for everybody else, just like every sport on this campus, if I'm a Sooner, I'm a Sooner. I'm not a Sooner when it's convenient, okay? I'm not a great fan when it's convenient, okay? That's not how it works. I wish it did. Ty, I, <laughs> I, know, I know you've had your opinions, especially uh, pertaining to like the student section, uh, when you hear that, would you hear, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, not, a, I'm not a suitor when it's convenient, all this sort of stuff. What, what, what's your opinion? What, what, what came to your mind when you heard him say that? So first, uh, I want to, I want to, you know, point out that at the schooner pod here, we make every effort to be an unbiased podcast. And when we can't be unbiased, uh, I feel like we <laughs> should just close our biases. So I, I just want to pose uh, for my two co-hosts here, just a yes or no question. Uh, we'll start left to right. So we'll go Jameson and then Bobby. Oh, Jameson, are you going to the spring game? Oh man, he put me on the hot not, seat. I'm not, not going. I'm can't. not. Okay, you're no Bobby. Are no. you going to the spring game? I have a yes wedding. or no. I can't. 
Like, okay. It was a yes so or no, no question. Okay. No, so just no I am not going to this. We both have we both have excuses. Before we dive into this, neither Bobby or Jameson are going. Um, okay, but important take to to mention here: Lincoln Riley also asked for people to completely sell out the spring game, and I I think you know maybe I'm reading too deep into the tea leaves here, but I'm seeing good winds of change because it's the same ask from both people. And I think this is going to translate to the player performance. And, and this ties into something that Venable said later on in his speech, Lincoln Riley also several times asked for everyone to sell out the spring game, but it was kind of a like, Hey, we should do this. There was no real passion in the ask. There was no attempted justification. He just kind of said like, Hey, we need to do this. And that was it. And that's not a good way to get people fired up and, and get them to come. Whether you agree with Venables' takes here, and, and we'll dive deeper into that as, as we roll down the road here, but it was an impassioned ask. He put some reasoning behind it. He presented an argument, whether you think that's a valid argument or not. Uh, but he went up there and really poured his heart out, if you want to call it that, if you want to, maybe that's being a little dramatic, in the ask. And I think that translates to, how he's going to motivate the players as well. And he talked about it in his speech. You know, every single game is the biggest game of the year that week. And that's, you know, we could do a whole series of multi-hour podcasts on how uh, Lincoln Riley teams didn't play against, you know, bad opponents. We played poorly because we didn't come into them hyped and, and our people felt like we're coasting through. And if we have someone that is trying to get people this hype for, just coming to the spring game as we dive into that argument, I think it's a really good sign that the passion and, and sort of not just caring about it, but he's trying to put some justification behind it. He's trying to approach it from different angles of, of motivation. He touched on donating and all sorts of stuff as, as we dive in. So I think it's a really good sign. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree. Like you took out, you took it at a very reasonable angle and I fully, fully agree with you that like, setting that by that bar high and setting it at the level of other sec programs, other top tier programs, Nebraska sells out their spring game and they've been ass for like at least a decade plus now. Um, and you know, frankly, or Frank, frankly, you know, that that's a good way to start. Um, you know, I, it, it but, but again, you know, I, I will say like, I, I think it's passion aim high end up low that's okay with me. Uh, he ain't going to get a sellout. That, that's just not how this culture is at OU. The spring game is kind of an afterthought for years. I mean, uh, Jameson and Ty, I mean, y'all remember our, our freshman sophomore years, you know, several times we couldn't make the spring game like as students because we had big event. Uh, mm. Like the university intentionally was trying to sabotage the spring game at times. Like that's how little they cared about it. Um so it's it's not exactly like big event for those who, of you who don't know. By the way, it's a uh, sort of deal where you go do community service. It's a campus wide deal. It's um, really really encouraged across like the student body to do it. So putting that on the spring game, I mean, you're planning it. You're the body planning it. Don't plan it on the same day. Never made any sense. Rant over. I'd like to think but... that the students that are in charge of planning that and making that date also are probably not thinking as much about the spring game because um, I don't see big event people in spring game uh, fanatics really crossing paths too much. Um, but I mean, I mean, yes, you're right, Bobby. It's the spring game. Obviously, has been 
an afterthought. And then Lincoln Riley like propulsed it, you know, or is that, is that even a word? Propelled it. Maybe. I don't know. You're the uh, propelled it. <laughs> I've never been go with the words, um, but I, he propelled it into a new level uh, where it was in a recruiting like, you know, mega hub of commits and eyeballs. And it was an extremely hyped up event. You know, with Brent Venables now, uh, he's not going to be doing any eyeballs. He's not going to be taking early commits that are going to be silent and never going to end up seeing, you know, the benefits of them. You know, we had that one spring game where it seems like almost all of those eyeballs just from that spring game weekend never ended up committing to OU. So I, I just don't know if that's going to be a thing anymore. And that's a, one angle that got a lot of people excited. I think this spring game is different because it is a brand new coaching staff in a new era, and people will be excited to see that brand new thing coming in. But he's got a really tough task moving forward because whether we like to say it is we are a little bit fair weather fans here know OU, and he was addressing it for sure. And Oklahoma fans in general, we talk about Thunder. Um, we're seeing it right now. Oklahoma fans seem to be a little fair weathered, and we're very spoiled. Um, and, you know, our – fan base doesn't want to come out to Norman just to watch a couple of scrimmages up in there. And I'm sorry, I'm kind of rambling, but that's another good reason that you said we're going to play it almost like a real game. You're just going to play it really competitive. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Ty, Ty, you go for it. I, I talked too much the last time. Oh, it's okay. I'm, I'm sure we all will soon. We're already, you know, 11 minutes into this. Uh, I, I did want to touch on something, Bobby, that, that you had mentioned sort of when you, when you spoke about big event and that's, like you said, the the university is uh, not doing itself any favors. Actually, that's that's what I have right here. In my my talking point notes is OU doesn't do itself any favors with the spring game. It it just doesn't feel very well thought out. So for for me, I think you have to be realistic. You have to say we're never going to sell it out. So I I don't understand why we wouldn't do like a you know, how some stadiums close off a section and then completely cover the seats. So we're talking about the entire upper deck, you know, tarps. just put like a red tarp over. Yeah. And it's only the lower bowl. And then we set ourselves a realistic goal. Let's try to sell out the, the lower bowl. Let's put as many, you know, actual seats in there as we can and, and sort of do some things like that. Another thing, the time slot, and, and you can make the argument about fair weather fans and stuff too, but like we pick our own time slot. There's like no one, we, had, we don't have TV deals. We don't have other stuff. Like we're just choosing to screw with people by playing the spring game at, at 11 in the morning. It, it's 2.30. I thought it was 2.30. It's 2.30. 2.30. Yeah, so I'm sorry. I got, I got caught up in, two, in yeah, well, in the past. And, and 2.30, two, two yeah, they, they have, de- Stoops did yeah. not. And, and I, I feel like a lot of people have this like kind of, um, I don't know, revisionist history idea of Stoops, like being perfect and all this he, no, he 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 gave up towards like a good like five six years of that of his tenure. Uh, spring game in particular, he did not give a sh- he didn't give no. anything. Did not care about the spring game at all. He, he, he I don't I don't even. Out. Do you remember much about the red and white games back in the day in the in the spring game? Uh, they were that's totally what we called it. The majority. They were I, totally I, I useless. I maybe have one shred of a tiny little sliver of a memory from my time at a spring game during the Bob Stoops era, but like. Nothing, nothing with that. I mean, Lincoln Riley ones, I remember them pretty darn well. Bob Stoops era spring games, I mean, I went to them, a couple of them, but I don't remember much at all. It was not a big event. The no, only no significant memory, the only significant memory was like Adrian Peterson wearing the blue numbers. 
uh, that one spring oh, game. I do he did, remember that now. Because they they tried to make him wear a blue shirt, but he didn't want to wear the blue shirt. So that that was cool. Uh, but other than that, like, I mean, I remember growing up, like asking my dad to go, and he's like, "What, what are you talking about? This is it's a, it's just a waste of time. I don't want to go see it." Like, it's it, it's about the culture, and you know, if you, if you look at Alabama, if you look at all these other you know um, programs both across the South and, you know, um, you look at the, you know, exceptions of, you know, Nebraska, Ohio state, they fill that out. Cause that's what they do. Um, but you know, I, I think you also got to look at, you know, some of those places don't charge. Texas doesn't charge. Well, uh, yeah, Alabama for the first year of Saban, totally free. Um, uh, granted they had like, uh, 20,000 people outside of the stadium, but uh, it's just it's just about building that culture, and this is probably the first step towards it. Um, and Jameson, you're right. Lincoln had the right idea. He put on a show when it came to spring games, and you know, I I think I think maybe Brent could learn a little from that. You know, add a little showmanship to it, not just the football. Hopefully, the football is good enough to watch. Because um, and hell, frank, frankly, Ty, I, I mean, you and I watched the last spring game together. We had a great time watching Caleb Williams in that blue shirt running around the field the whole time. Uh, yeah, it was a good time. That was a good. That was a good timeout. Lincoln had the right idea there, and hopefully Brent can build on that football wise. Yeah, I think finding an identity with the spring game because again, like we not to demean it, but it's it's sort of a non essential thing. You could just not have it, and it wouldn't affect anything. I don't think there's any real training or practice value to to holding it. I don't think anyone of the players is, is really learning anything from it. Uh, the university certainly isn't making money from it. Uh, I think that's, you know, the only reason we charge is I think try to, to offset the the cost of opening up the stadium and, and the facilities and the staff that that requires. And I think even then it, it still uh, doesn't even break even. I, I think it's in the red constantly. So you have to pick that identity. And I think, I think you guys are, are right. Touching on it. I, I agree. Lincoln Riley, I think did it right. He, I think focusing on it as a recruiting event and, and making it a, a party atmosphere is the right move. We'll see what Venables does. I, I don't think, you know, necessarily requiring people to commit or asking people to commit on it or, or whatever else. Obviously that's outside of Venables' wheelhouse. And like we touched on it, it didn't really turn into anything meaningful in, in the years of Lincoln Riley, but having a big event where we can host people, where we can have, you know, almost this fusion of, of the, the spring or the summer barbecue and, and everything else, you know, if we can, if we can do it up and, and try to get, you know, alumni, like the, the Baker Mayfield statue thing obviously does add some to it, but really do it up and, and make it more of a party event and less about the, you know, the football, because the football isn't real football. It's not real meaningful football and it's not for a very long time. So if we can find a way to, to sort of make that a better atmosphere, I think one thing that could be huge for recruits and for new players and, and for everyone else, and it would take a, a little bit more time, but even just something as simple as doing like NBA style intros for every one of the players or for most of the players, you know, give them individual call outs, put their faces up there, let them run out on their own and and mention their their hometown or their high school or something, or maybe just the, the players that it's their first year playing on OU or something to to cut the time down. Really, I think I think the party atmosphere to me, and then I'll, I'll cut myself off and we can move on, but it really makes a lot of sense. It's it's in the spring. We want to have a party atmosphere. We want to have a unique atmosphere. We want to get people to come down to Norman and have it not be a waste of time. You want to come down to Norman and be able to spend a whole day there, you know, because it's not worth dealing with all the traffic to come down for an hour and a half 
or whatever of, of football? And I think the answer is it's really it's obvious and it's right in front of us. And it's the fact that with just a little bit of, of scheduling, moving the spring game a little bit and then moving something else a little bit and combining them to, to create a big party atmosphere. And I think the answer is right in front of us and obvious and no one's ever suggested it. But it's the clear answer is that the spring game needs to be hosted smack dab in the middle of the Norman medieval fair. <laughs> there was something good character the character of having the medieval fair in the spring game so you'd move the medieval fair from reeves park and host it inside the sort of track area and then just have everyone be able to flow freely you get a halftime show we already run horses on the field at halftime so yeah jousting or something can't be that hard to to do do a real crazy halftime show with like nights and and whatever else and just create this give all the recruits little like plastic crowns and stuff that they can have and just all sorts of of neat stuff yeah so ty's had some interesting takes but that one is it's crazy but i can it's never gonna happen but i can see that being a slightly okay idea I, I mean, I, I personally like it. I, I'm for it. Jousting at Owen Field. I am all for that. That sounds great. Um, I, I also got to say, it, it's funny that the one person that actively lives in Norman uh, like came up with probably the worst traffic idea of all time uh, <laughs> for the city of Norman. But you, technically, you live beyond Highway well, 9, it's so you almost, can just scoot past it's, it. So. It's almost better because you wouldn't get it wouldn't be an all at one time thing you'd have a big flow right before the game but if you had the fair going before and after you have you know hey let's get there and do pregame for an hour at the fair and then go to the game and then you know spend some time at the fair after so i think it maybe potentially would would help because certainly it wouldn't be any worse than an actual game day and no, the I, crowd that goes point. to medieval the medieval fair is not uh, and this is another thing that where our crowds are not mixing well i don't think a lot of those people are getting excited about the ou spring game but i mean let's let's move on because um you know this is off season pod keep things quicker than our regular season pods i wanted to mention a couple of easter eggs in honor of easter weekend um that i found in this that i wanted y'all to discuss i mean anytime a coach goes on for 8 minutes straight off of one question. Um, obviously, you're going to see a lot of truths and not a lot. Yeah, it's a lot, but you see a lot of truths and not a lot of coach speak because a lot of times, whenever you give shorter answers, you can kind of script those, you know, we're going to give it 100%, blah, blah, blah. We come out every single game and like it's the like the only game of the season, blah, blah, blah. He said a little bit of that, but he also had some Easter eggs that I thought were kind of interesting, kind of fun, fun things to talk about. Um, he said, quote, I think, or not the quote, he said, doesn't matter if we have a halftime event. Um, and he also talked about um, alternative uniforms. It doesn't matter about that either. Obviously, I think someone in the administration had given Brent Venables a rundown of what OU fans love to bitch about. And those are the two biggest things in terms of, you know, this season. I feel like this the stupid halftime events of the honky tonk, badonky donk that a lot of people were mad about. And then anytime OU wears their bring the water alternative uniforms and lose. So like, okay, Brent, these are things that are trigger items for OU fans. If you can kind of diffuse this into um, your new era, that would be great. So I think that might have been a thing for him to talk about. He's like, I don't care about those things. 
you shouldn't care about them either. So um, obviously someone coached him on that. Well, I, I don't know if he, if they really coached him and it would have been a great acting job if they did, because he didn't know the name of the Rough Riders. He didn't know the he name. Just, he didn't he even know what, he, he was just like, he, couldn't remember the word Caribbean. he was like looking offside to the, to the screen. be like the, I don't know what, it, what they're called. They go alternate uniforms. Yeah. Hey, whatever. Alternate uniforms. <laughs> the Rough Riders are very dead. Uh, any idea of a black or an anthracite jersey? Uh, those are dead. Uh, Brent is about the like the, the hardcore, you know. I and I mean this uh, to, to newer like viewers or listeners. I mean this is an endearing term. Uh, the Gooners are gonna love that. The, the the fans who want tradition to stay tradition, you know, who are probably mad we uh, have Sooners on the front of the chest. What what to go back to just like the classic, just number only. You know, those are good. Those people are, are thrilled to hear that. And maybe that's that's good. That's probably good for um, <laughs> for fundraising, I'm sure. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. He, he's clearly in a he, he speaks to that population. And um, I think that's I think that's a good thing for sure. Yeah, I I think uh, I think there was some hedges in in there, uh, specifically you know, he was talking about the the alternate uniforms. I'm I'm sort of anti alternate uniform myself. I think if if we were to have alternate uniforms and we were to wear them, do it in the spring game. Uh, I I'm not a fan of them during the season because it I think it's a cope. You know, Bama doesn't have or need alternate uniforms to get recruits. So, uh, and we we do it so for lack of a better term, half assed you know, not to dive into the alternate uniform discussion, but if you're going to do something, you got to commit to it. You know, you can't have the same thing for uh, close to a decade now. Um, and then there was a big hedge for the time slots too. You know, he, he kept saying, I think he specifically said 11 AM and referenced yeah, the time thing. slots at least three times. And he alluded to it uh, a couple other times. And, and that's, you know, it, he, it's out of his control. I understand that. And, and we sell out the games regardless of, of the 11 AM, but I don't think it's the right approach to say that you shouldn't complain about it because ultimately complaining about it, if we are a good school, if we're putting out a good product, which is something he talked about with, with the entertainment value. And if we're putting out a good product nationally, not just to our fans, that's how we get the better time slots on TV. Cause ultimately that's, that's what it's about. So just saying, Hey, it's out of our control. We can't do anything about it is factually not true. Uh, and, and I don't like that approach, you know, whether it's a motivation tactic, I understand, you know, I agree the fans, uh, if you're a true fan, you're going to be out there rain shine no matter what. So we'll see. Well, and, and Ty, I want to, I, I, one of my biggest takeaways from the Venables thing is it didn't seem like he was talking about the spring game. If you really, really no. look at what he says, Mm-mm. he's talking about the fan co- culture in general. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think so. I think so in some instances, but you can't say this is a whole generalization of everything he said was about everything. No, 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 no. no. I really no, truly wasn't. think the three-fourths three is not a – the three-fourths was a spring game thing. I, I will stand of by course, that. Of course, of course, of course. We're, we're talking about like the engagement, the in- excitement, the, the energy. For sure, you're right. It, it is not a – full blanket statement on our fans as a whole naturally like 
come on, look at Memorial Stadium every single week. It's that way. But I, I, I think his thing was, you know, people leaving early, people, you know, potentially not having that same noise or that same energy that, you know, some of these other programs have. Um, and I, I, I could see, like, you're right. A lot of that was that. And, you know, are, are you in, like, how do you feel about that? Do you think, this is the last thing we'll talk about this before we move on to Harkless and uh, everything else. But um, do you think like the fans deserve that call out? Do you think they do need to step it up, especially as we move to the SEC where crowds are louder, crowds are more intense? Um, and do you think that as a fan base, OU fans need to step up? Yeah, here's the thing. I really, truly, I respond well to this kind of talk. You know, like in your face, bluntness, like telling you what you got to do. Like we aren't as perfect as you think you are. Because a lot of times people get a little sensitive whenever they're telling uh, me that I'm not perfect. I don't do everything the right way. Our program OU isn't this, you know, high end does everything the right way. Obviously we have our faults. And I really applaud him for um, calling that out. But he was talking to us like he was talking like a coach to his players. Another great thing. And I almost got this vibe that some of the things he said, like, for example, whenever he's talking about so openly about the SEC next year, like this is a similar kind of tone and discussion that he has with recruits, too. So I really enjoyed it because that felt very genuine that the way he talks to his players and his hopefully future players He's talking like that to the fans and holding them to the same standard. I really enjoyed that a lot because um, I feel like a lot of the times, and I kind of mentioned it earlier, uh, coaches sometimes can get through press conferences and you can't get anything. We can't talk about it on a podcast for over 30 minutes. I mean, that's true. That's well, true. Yeah. I think All we've right, proven that, that we can. We go on so many sidebars and, and tangents. We definitely could. But uh, I, I think it – like Jamison sort of touched on and, and Bobby, you kind of touched on this a little bit earlier. Uh, I don't, that wasn't intended. I don't think anyone planned on an eight and a half minute or, or eight minute. We'll say eight minute for, for brevity's sake. I'm not sure the exact time uh, monologue there. I, I don't think anyone expected that. And, and it shows the, <laughs> the genuine passion that's there, which I, I think does translate. And it's, you could tell that it's, it's genuine. It, 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 I think he had talking points, but you could tell he was talking about a lot of stuff that, you know, was just on his mind. It, it was almost a unintentionally by, by the reporters. Cause one reporter did keep trying to interrupt him a couple of times with, with questions. Uh, the schooner pod would, would never do that. We're, we're much smarter than to, to interrupt something like that because it's, it's a classic in, interrogation tactic of just being quiet and, and letting someone, you know, give them enough rope to hang themselves or, or continue to, to talk about, what's on their mind and, and that's what he was doing so for the record at, at by some, the way if anyone from OU Athletics wants to let us into the uh, lecture room we accept as long as you let us uh d- down a couple of pitchers at O'Connell's first and then we'd be good yeah, go ahead Todd. But, uh, sorry to interrupt but anyways I, I I did I I understand his his ideas of of fan engagement it got really borderline you know 12th man Aggies sort of the I understand crowd noise can be a factor, but uh, got kind of into the whole, you know, the fans make a big difference type thing. I, a little bit more pragmatic, you know, it's about, it's about money and, and everything else idea. So we'll see, but I uh, kind of lost, lost my train of thought there, but. 
I'm sorry. Yeah. That's on me. That's no, on no, me. it's okay. That's on me for my poor, <laughs> poor plea to the no to the gotta, athletics department. We got to do those live ads to. Oh, oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah, and you know what, guys? We also, do you have to do actual live ads? Got guys. You know what? Like, do you want to do? You want to save look, the ad read for for the transition because I do have a really big sort of drop the hammer point from this speech. Well, I was already transitioning halfway through, so I'll, I'll, go ahead and drop the hammer. So I have a big, and it's I have it written down verbatim, and it was right in the last sort of twenty seconds of the speech, and it was. I, I looked on Twitter. I looked everywhere else. No one caught on to it. I heard it, and I really latched onto it, and it was a massive flex. And verbatim, that quote that Venable said was what we consider to be in-state. So he was referencing I, – I should have written it down. I don't even recall. It's literally in the last 20 seconds of the speech. He's talking about their their sort of recruiting path and and everything else, and he says – something, something, something for everyone in state. And then he stops himself for a second and corrects himself to say in state or what we consider to be in state. And what I read into that immediately was North Texas. That's a massive flex uh, for him to to drop that because that shows that that's how he and his staff and, and the OU athletics department is viewing what presumably I think it's hands down easy to say the the North Texas area and we wouldn't be viewing that as an organization unless we were seeing the results that were showing us that, you know, we can say, Oh, we want to be the uh, premier program in, in the DFW area, but to show, you know, in a little slip of the tongue there, whether it was intentional or not, I, I don't think it was. I think he was just going with, with a, a big impassioned speech and sort of let some stuff reveal itself there. But I think that was a massive flex uh, to, all the Texas programs and and with recruiting as national as it, as it is now uh, all programs and and sort of that little drop right there, because, you know, it could include other areas. He he could be talking about, you know, I don't think we really recruit that well in Arkansas or or wherever else we're getting people from. I think it's very obviously North Texas, but uh, that's a massive flex. If as you as a program are essentially the in-state program for something not in your state. Yeah, 2023 is very big in um, the DFW area, and Denton's probably the biggest thing. Uh, obviously, y'all know about Arnold, the quarterback, but Peyton Bowen, his one of his best friend teammate, huge target that we're going to be trying to get there. Also, Anthony Hill, one of the best um, linebackers in the country, is another guy from Denton, Texas. Even though we're probably not as you know high of getting him, it's still another guy we're going for. It's that DFW area has been um, a little bit slim sometimes. Um, but this season, this recruiting season, absolutely not. Well, and I mean, it's going to become even more impactful with uh, obviously the o- OU joining the SEC, A&M rising the way they did with that insane class they put together, uh, and then adding Texas to that list. They also get to put an SEC patch on their jersey as well. Uh, yeah, it's, go- it's going to be a battleground. Uh, Denton is going to be an absolute battleground, and – you know, to try to establish, uh, and I hate to even say his name on the podcast. It, it, it's going to make me sick. Uh, to, to use a similar term to how Howard Schnellenberger referred to the state of Miami as, uh, you know, that's his. Like, to, to just kind of quarantine Miami and Florida. And that's like, that is that is what the U gets. They, they, they have first rights to that. If OU can somehow, like, really have a, like, a real sticking point 
in North Texas and dominate that uh, that entire Metroplex. I mean, that'd be huge. If Venables can do that, that'd be massive. For sure. But but anyways, yeah. guys, you know what I'm really excited about? What 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 uh, you know with the offseason coming out, what coming on and you know, I it's look, it's it's the been NHL. Fun. The NHL, man. I, I, I don't know about you talking about North Texas. Those Dallas yeah. Stars, man. Uh, Skate look, to survive. NHL, there you go. The <laughs> NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. <laughs> that is in the script. That is the first sentence of the script. Bobby's As not the reading action the script. Ro- yeah, it's, this it's, is an ad lib. This is not a script. With a this script from the, the ad read? No, no, you could never. I. I'm sorry for the like eight people watching on on, on live, I, whatever. But as the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big too. New customers can bet just one dollar on any team and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets if they win. That's right, a bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, hey. Look, you still have a shot to light the lamp. That means score a goal, folks. Everyone can play for huge catch prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 up. Uh, restrictions apply. And see those show notes for details. As Ty says, go hockey. But for now, hey, look, we have someone going to the Star Shark game this weekend. There we go. Like, that's great. Look at, look at that. Okay, yeah. A contractually required, hypothetically, ad reads aside, Hockey in person is a super cool sport. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's also cold. It's Bring a sweatshirt. Uh, but it is fun. Stars games I went to is great. It yeah, is great. go to hockey I, games I need to go person. to one. Also gamble our, our, on. Our good pal Bowden Blake lives like right across the street from the AAC. We, we, we need to just all like go there. Do, do, like, Don't a dox pod. Bowden Blake's address on the live podcast. Oh, yes, we have exposed him. We have exposed him. There are multiple buildings across from the AAC. Um, I'm sure. Oh, now it's across. It's across. You said it was right by. Now we're getting closer. Quick. He lives in Dallas. Free ad read in case anyone that's an Oklahoma lawmaker is listening. We're not being political here. Please, (laughs) please approve in-person sports betting. We need a sports book at Riverwind in Norman. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm all for that. Uh, shout out to MES uh, Austrian uh, Nene. I'm so sorry. I, uh, <laughs> the shark shell helped me through the through OU sucking in the 80s. You needed all 90s. the help you could get. Man, you just 90s, 90s, 80s. We were great. 90s. I'm sorry. The 90s. <laughs> I was about to say, bro, the 80s were great. The 80s were great. Other than the whole, you know, uh, Miami Hurricane situation. But we roll on through the show. Um, so, little OU basketball aside. Elijah Harkless, <laughs> I, I, we, we've gone we've gone far past where we thought. Uh, James, we just quick do. note: he, he is entering the transfer portal. Yes. Um, what does this mean for OU basketball? Uh, Porter Moser's squad. Are you worried? 
honestly a little bit surprised about it, to be honest with you. I'm not worried, to be honest, because uh, we ended the season without him and with him right before he got injured were some of the worst games that I'd seen OU play, even though he's one of the few guys that were able to create his own shot on this team, a problem that we had a lot with um, in terms of ending the season of finding an open shot, a guy can go out and go get his own. There was a lot of times he had his vices. So, I mean, him going to the transfer portal, I'm not hurt. I'm just thinking about there's a lot of guys leaving, and then there's a lot of guys in the transfer portal. Like we lost um, Echo Moane, and or however you pronounce it, and Alston Mason was a young freshman that followed uh, Porter Moser. And Rick Asanza too. So, I mean, we've got those four in the portal. And then plus, you've got guys like Ethan Shargoa, like Marvin Johnson. Jordan Goldwire said he was leaving. And then, to be completely honest with you, Mo Gibson, I think, should at least leave and go up and play in Europe. How many guys did I name right there? Eight? Like, that's like half your roster, right? Like, this is going to be a big overhaul going into next season. Well, I mean... Last year, last year was also an overhaul, though. So, like, it's uh, and you see how it ended. Yeah, yeah, no, it, and it, yeah, and again, they, they figured it out as the season went on. They got a little bit better, um, but I, I kind of want to ask James, said, is this just kind of how college basketball is going to be in the future? I mean, we we, we saw, you know, the 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 beauties of the tournament, the the the, uh, the St. Pete's Peacocks, you know, they they lost almost everyone relevant, you know, to the portal. This is just kind of, I feel like the portal has really kind of made college basketball, uh, you know, super transferable. Um, yeah, it, it is. And the problem, and the, and the problem with it is basketball has five players and you're football muted. has, oh, or your audio is off. I'm not muted. Yeah. He's Can't not right. muted. Something, okay. Bobby, really Bobby's wrong. just tripping. Okay. Bobby's just tripping. Let's just let Bobby trip for a little while. Like I was saying, so football has 22 starters. Basketball is five. When you lose one of those guys in basketball, that is obviously a huge deal, um, and that can break up a team. And we saw it a lot, and you kind of bring up, like, you know, St. Peter's, and these guys have been playing with each other for a long time. There's twins on the team. Like, you know, these guys know each other really well, and whenever you have um, older players on the team, that's a positive, but it's even more positive if you have those guys who've been playing with each other for the past two or three years and they know each other, and they know their in and outs, and they know when they're going to make a backdoor cut, you know, if they're going to roll off the screen or they're going to, you know, they're going to slip it. You know, you know those things with guys you've been playing for a long time, but whenever you get a new set of players over and over, you can succeed like that, but you've got to have a very high talent threshold, and that comes from those big power, you know, programs that get the five-star prospects from recruiting. But if you're in the one spectrum where you're not getting those kind of guys in recruiting – and you're getting a new turnover of a bunch of veterans leaving your team each year, that's just a recipe for getting stuck in the middle of college basketball. And I just worry to the fact of if we can't get a big-time recruiting presence, um, I understand we have a top 75 player coming in this next class, but if we can't get a big recruiting presence or we can't get our guys to stay here for a long time to develop a relationship and know each other, that I don't know how high this team can go unless we hit big on, you know, like we hit with, you know, Buddy Heald, a guy that was good, but we did not expect him to turn into that in his senior season. Yeah, under understandable. And, you know, that's just kind of how it is. It's um, it's tricky uh, because OU just isn't that type of program to get the big type of guys, the Remy Martins, the, 
you know, those next level type of guys that can really take you over to the top. And um, that's tough. That's tough. But uh, before we go, I want to ask a question that was brought up by the, um, an excellent question on Twitter, brought up by the ref uh, local radio in uh, Oklahoma city. Check them out. They're fantastic. They got uh, Toby Roland and all them. Uh, so I, I gotta ask if you had to pick any of these, I'm pulling it up on the Chrome tab. If you had to pick any of these boys, uh, which one would you go with? So we got, we're, uh, we we're got, podcasts. So you got to read the options. I know we're podcasting. So we got, uh, <laughs> you, you can take one of these. I, I presume, <laughs> I presume if you take one of these, like I, the other one wouldn't happen the next year, but whatever. Uh, so we got, uh, free out all access season tickets for every OU sport is one. Britain Venables wins the national championship in his first season. Uh, for another. OU never loses to Texas or Oklahoma State again. OU men's and women's basketball wins their first national championship next season. Lincoln Riley never wins a game at USC, which is just trolling at that point. Uh, or you could rewrite history and change one outcome of any OU uh, previous OU game. So, Jameson, I'll let you start. Which one would you take? Um, two of these are absolutely selfish and expose you. If you ever pick the free access season tickets or Lincoln Riley never wins a game, don't be that person, be selfless. And I have the idea with sports and this comes all across everything. It's if you ain't first or last, I don't care about bowl wins. I don't care about winning against Texas. Uh, all these things, it's all about national championships. And if I can guarantee myself one and I can, you know, afford to lose some, uh, I feel great. And even though men's and women's equals two and Brent Venables wins national title in first season is one, I'm still taking football because how much it means to this team and how much it means to the state of that uh, football. And I know some people will say like, oh, you can rewrite history and change um, one of those national champions um, that we lost, you know, say like an LSU or a Florida. Um, But to be completely honest with you, this is an absolutely pivotal time. Um, And if we were to change, for example, 2008 Florida, we win that game. We kind of already talked about it earlier in the podcast. Uh, we know Bob Stoops is fizzling out. And how much would that change the future of OU football of them winning that game? I would argue a little bit, but not much. Would it change the OU future? A lot of Brent Venables wins his national title in this first season. Absolutely, because we're about to head to the SEC. And if we're a national title team now, not all the way back in 2000. I know we've been hanging our hats that we won a national title in the 21st century. And if we actually won one recent that these kids actually watch with their eyeballs, they'll be like, okay, this team's going to the SEC. I like this Venables guy because everyone loves him in these meetings. And they've won. Now we're right up at the top. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see us have top three recruiting classes and actually put ourselves in the conversation similar to that, to that was uh, Clemson whenever they won their first national title. I think that's a very nuanced point about it in terms of establishing something for the SEC. Uh, I'll hold my take on it. Uh, Ty, who would you, what would, what, what pill would you pick? Ty, now muted. he's muted. This is actually not Bobby Trippin. This you, is actually not me Can you throw the options? Yeah, we, we got up. you. We got you. We got you. Right. Okay. There you so go. So breaking it down, quick fire from the hip. So our, that's Jameson is full screen. Now I'm full screen. I don't have the options. Now we're all up here. <laughs> Okay, so at least I have the options. So first off, that's okay. All access season tickets to every OU sport. 
Mm, not not worth it. You're silly if you pick this one. This one's in OU colors uh, to, to fool you. This is good test-taking skills. I, I want everyone to write this down. This is how you get a good uh, ACT, SAT. So next one, Brent Venables wins the national title in his first season. That is this upcoming season. So that's that one is is one that jumps out to you as a possible right answer. So we're going to leave that one, eliminate the first one. Next one, OU never loses to Texas or Oklahoma State again. That would be, I think, arguably maybe even a better answer. Um, Bobby has moved the people now, so I have no idea what the other ones are. So next we have a <laughs> uh, OU men's and <laughs> I don't know why I keep showing Jameson. It's still cut off. So there's one that says something about basketball. Nobody cares about basketball, but I do kind of like this pill. As, as just a troll move, right? Because you take the one where OU men's or women's, I would say men's, but I don't think you have the option is, is how I'm interpreting this pill. We'll have to see if there's- You get both. You get both stuff. at one time. Okay, so both. So I kind of like that one. I actually kind of really like this one just as a troll because OU fans don't care and everyone else in the Big 12 cares so much. And it would be kind of hilarious for us to win a men's basketball title. The fan base and the students don't even care that much. And it would just completely upset people that that's all that they have. So I do kind of like that one because I, I like the option of OU football is already so good, right? We already have everything. We're already sort of like upper crust at, at the Big 12. And, and taking the basketball title is almost like a let them eat cake moment, right? Like there's one little crumb that that the poppers of the Big 12 have, that, that, that the layman, the, uh, you know, the, the street people. The, uh, the street rats, all they have is basketball. If we could take that away from them too and just completely take everything that they know and love, that would be cool. Uh, Lincoln Riley never wins a game at USC. I, that one is hard because it's the Pac-12, which is a barely power five. Uh, so I, I'm going to exclude that one just on a moral standpoint because I, I think that one would involve some sort of serious uh, medical issue uh, or, or something else uh, for Lincoln Riley. We don't want to you know, wish that upon him. Sort of unless, of course, unless, of course, situation. Yeah, unless, of course, he were to to cheer for Ferrari or be associated with Ferrari F1. Um, and then you can rewrite history and change the outcome of any one past OU game. I, spoiler alert, this is the one I'm taking. I, I kind of broke down all the others. I'm taking this one. It's in green and yellow, like the Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, the best quarterback in, in the NFL, hands down for sure. Um, but I like this one because it, I, I would take this one and I would choose – 2008, the national championship against Florida, because I think potentially we save lives. We save lives by by doing this one, uh, <laughs> and we save we save some other people. Uh, some stuff has come out with with obviously you, you got to think about who's on that team. Okay, right? Urban okay. Meyer. Urban <laughs> Meyer. We stop him. Oh right? no! Stop Urban Meyer. That's a big one. Um, you take out potentially Cam Newton. Uh, which is also a, a big one for for the drivers. That wouldn't take Cam. Oh, no, the people no, on the road. No, no, uh, <laughs> Cam Newton's a hot button issue today in sports. Yeah. Do you know that? So we could potentially oh. save someone's computer. Um, some North Carolina drivers, <laughs> you know, computer. people on Twitter. Uh, and then we're not even going to touch on on the other obvious one. We're, there's potential effects where we end the the Patriots Tom Brady dynasty there. <laughs> Uh, and then also literally save lives. So I'm going to take the one, right? It's bigger than sports, more than sports. I'm going to take the last one. We're going to oh, beat 2008 God. Florida. We're going to save lives in doing so by cutting off the careers of, of certain individuals uh, and save, you know, endless trauma and, and whatever else for the people of, 
of the Ohio State area, wherever that school is located, uh, and everything else. So that's the one. I don't want to say that I'm a hero, uh, but I pick the one that saves people's lives, not not the sport one. You think if they had less power, though, and less fame from that national championship win, that'd give them more time to do shenanigans, though. So that's another thought. So that, that brings up a good point. Tim Tebow, oh, right? does it, does does, it does Tim Tebow potentially? I don't know. Okay. I, Ty just kind of stopped. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> that might be a good thing. Oh, I'm muted? Uh, Bobby, Bobby, something just happened. No, you're fine now, Bobby. I, I think, I think I, good. Can you hear me? the world was telling us something there that we might need to stop and move on from that and let Bobby answer his pill. We can hear you, Bobby. There, there were literally like maybe four people that Ty said we should not mention. Uh, <laughs> we did not mention, but anyways, so my, my, the pill I would take, uh, I, I'd go OU men's and women's basketball winning it. Uh, just Frank, <laughs> Hey, Ty, it's okay. Ty, you have someone on your on your bandwagon there. They switched their vote to Florida 08. So so you you have someone on the side of humanity with you. Uh other than Florida 08, you know, which would cause like a chain of events that caused many horrible things to not happen uh due to Urban Meyer's uh gang of, you know, uh degenerates. Uh well, look, the Brent thing Jameson actually probably put up the best, like best argument for that, that I'd seen the entire day because, uh, frankly, like, or fr- frankly, like, frankly, what am I saying? Frankly, uh, Brent Brent all, is on like, the brain for Bobby. <laughs> I'm thinking about Johnny's no free ads. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it makes me think about like, yeah, no, like that would like be a great setup for the sec. Uh, and that's the only reason I would be kind of waffling on it. But for me, like an OU basketball national championship is something that I don't think we would see naturally without any of these, like any of these pills. That's the one that is just like right there that I'm not sure that we'd ever get. I, if Brent wins one, he doesn't win one. It doesn't matter. We'll see. Uh, I, I hopefully knock on wood, think I will see someone I mean, I've seen I've seen Stoops win it in my life. I was five. I, I I'm pretty sure I was pretending I was Harry Potter in the other room instead of, of watching the football game because I was five years old. Uh, but um, you know, I I did see that happen. Uh, but OE basketball, no one's ever seen that happen. No one's ever seen I, that happen. Like, and I don't know if we would ever do that without the pill. I think that's a good argument, Bobby. But I'll give this to you and break down your thought on this. Um. If you had a choice, press uh, one button or the other. Um, OU basketball national championship next year, or OU football national championship. What would you pick? Do I if I press that button? Do I just first of all? Let's also no. Say you, it's it's just if you, it's if just you straight take up. this pill, you forget you took the pill, and it just happens. So like it just you happens, get to experience yes. organic. So so you only have those two pills. You just got you just got to pick one. Right and now, come actually, on, you got to be truthful. I actually think I'd go basketball. Oh, that's just a bad take. I'm just going to disagree with no, that. No, I, you, you, I, I told you, is going to happen. It will. Yeah, happen. I, that's what I was. But that's I, what I was going to say. If but I it doesn't matter because this because I would happen? take. I would take twenty. No, I would. I would continuously pick OU football, OU football, OU football over and over because that's how much that sport means to the state of Oklahoma. We're talking about filling the stadium. 
want to talk about filling Lloyd Noble. And even if we did win a national championship, I don't think it's going to change that much because culture is very, very hard to change. It doesn't take one year. It doesn't take one national championship. It's a long thing that we've been doing since we were kids. And then our fathers and mothers, you know, were doing whenever they were kids, if they lived here in Oklahoma, like this is a culture that you can't stop. And it's OU football. It's not OU basketball. We have great history, you know, of, you know, great players in OU basketball, but it's always OU football, and it means so much thing. more. Here's the thing, here's, James. No, but like, I, I do have well, to. Well, can, I, can I say this one really quick, Ty? Yeah. Here's the thing with, with that is think about, like, you and I when we were kids, like, when the o, like, 03 or 04 national championships came up. How many people were like, well, you know what? We won in 2000. It, it, it is an un, un, insatiable beast, OU football. It takes championships, it consumes it, and it moves on to the next title. It goes, it does that over and over and over again. But an OU basketball national championship, that is something that I will hold dear forever because it's like, we're probably never going to do this again. This is special. I have no expectations for this program going forward. I'm just happy I have this moment. And I, I, I mm-hmm. feel like overall, the program just will. They'll take it and they'll feed it and they'll go faster and faster and just want the next one. But I with just that, wasn't, I wouldn't be title, as happy. Well, that's, but I, that's feel that. in, I feel in, that. That's in, totally fine. I, I respect your opinion. In in Bobby's defense, right? If you're a true believer in Venables and OU football, you don't take the Venables national championship. I don't think we're going to win it next year, to be fair, but you don't take that pill because you believe in your heart that we're going to do it anyways. Right. So it's, it's almost like taking the first pill, uh, which I have a quick pro tip on uh, that I'll spill in a second, but like taking the second pill, it's almost a waste. Like Bobby's saying, whereas you can get something, you know, where it's only possible through, through the pill uh, versus taking something that's essentially a, a placebo. Uh, Jameson, I know you're a scientist. I'm not sure if you know what that means. Uh, but, but for the listeners, never heard of uh, them. I know Jameson doesn't know this the scientific method. <laughs> clinical uh, clinical but, trials but never he, give them. Yeah. So like, a you know, who knows? Uh, I will say I would like to know. I, I just recently finished a, a a book on on pharma. I would like to know which company is manufacturing these pills uh, before I oh. agree to take any of them. OK, I will say that. not what, taking what, anything what, that Purdue Pharma makes. But anyway, oh, no, wait, quick. is that a part of the, the big Purdue Vandy like Wake Forest scandal? Or no, they they're not actually a big. It, I'm going to stop myself on the tangent. No. Pro tip, pro tip, pro tip, pro (laughs) tip. You want to go to OU sports for free minus football, sign up for an online class and then go to the OU. You got to drive to OU to, to go to the Norman campus to the student union where you can get yourself an in-person OU ID. I don't have mine on me little plastic ID, right? Sign up for literally one single online class. Put your money down. You're going to lose $50 in doing this. Put your money down, get an OUID, and then immediately withdraw from that class that you're in. Get all of your money back besides your non-refundable deposit. Have your ID and then just use that at every sporting event. They don't scan it or anything. You just show them your OUID that says, oh yeah, I go to OU, I'm a student. And they let you in for free. If you're paying for anything besides football, even basketball, I'm pretty sure they let you in for free to most of them. Like you're 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 a chump, honestly. Uh, to be fair, it's like it's I don't even know what to compare it to. It's so easy. Just go get I, an ID. It's not that hard. Withdraw from the class, 
uh, Wumbo in, in whatever that course is, and then get your ID and use it to get into any. I don't know why you'd be going to other sports besides football or, or maybe all you need is a, free stuff. All you need is but, a random ID and your thumb and put your thumb over the photo and show it to them and they'll let you up. They do not us. care. Or even that up, too, yeah. Or buy a or just ticket, walk through. Go or just walk any, through and don't even listen to them. Yeah. Buy a student ticket, go to any gate, and then just walk through the stadium to the student section and sit down. And nobody cares. But mm-hmm. also then you're a weirdo in the student section as a not a student. Yeah, so. no, don't do that. You don't want to stay buy in the student, student section student as, a, as an adult, though. Student tickets are the horrible. cheapest ones. Yeah, get a student ticket and then just walk to wherever you want to sit and then sit there. Yeah. One, one last point before we end it. Um, I kind of wanted to make this uh, – about my football argument, and it seems like our um, one of our listeners agrees with me that football championships only the only thing that matters. Um, uh, obviously, factual, there's yeah. a point here. Um, my, my thing with it, Bobby, is yes, basketball would be great because I don't think we'll ever see it again. We don't have, you but know, also who cares? Yes, but the thing is, yes, that's just one basketball championship. But we see how quick basketball turns over, and the culture of it is really, really hard to actually win a championship to begin with. Um, in football, you see people win championships over and over and over. And if we win one now and we get our culture, that could be multiple championships. And yes, we talk about Brent Venables. He might just win one anyways, because I believe in him so much, but don't you want to accelerate that timeline a little bit rather than wait a couple years and hope that, you know, that the, that the coin lands the right way. Um, if we win one next year, we're moving fast and you know, our timelines pushed up and that could be multiple national championships due to the culture change moving into the sec i'm standing strongly on that but i understand your basketball argument but i if i won the basketball tournament i'd be really happy and then i'd get over it pretty quickly the football thing i'd be living high on that one i I, let's be honest i'm gonna be honest i love my ou basketball but i would get over the hype of an ou national championship win a lot like significantly quicker than football i would i'd be that, riding the football one for like a that, long time let's say that, that that next that next fall and we lose in the playoff how how long does that championship linger with you though like it's still me, that, very that basketball natty no. for me that basketball natty for me i would watch that one shining moment to, to oblivion here's like here's what you're not thinking about all though, the time Bobby. it's it's literally been a it, it's been 22 years or 21 years i'm not really sure how math works since we've won a football national title and we're still riding that that's still, we're still getting dividends mm-hmm. from that in terms of recruiting and, and street cred. Obviously, you know, when you, when you start to accumulate them uh, it's like compounding interest, you know, when you have seven uh, and then, you know, we're continuing to perform. We haven't fallen off uh, like a, a team that used to be good and, and isn't now like I don't know, Georgia. Uh, so yeah. it's, but it's, yeah, we, we, you can ride a football one for, for 20 plus okay, years fair we'll see. Look, we, I, we keep I'm on this one so I, i'm i've honestly lingered from the point where i'm talking about the importance of one sport winning it because you're right frankly the first one of my adult life winning it is definitely over you know i know you hoops one it's about the inevitability i think OU's gonna win one in my lifetime i sure hope that like that is that is so important to me you're right you're right but um, for me, it's it, it's just because I don't know if basketball is ever going to win it. That would be really cool if they did. Um, that's kind of what it boils down to. But, if, but Jameson, your point of would I rather – if I had to pick, would I rather OU football win a, win, a, win an Addy 
or basketball when a natty for the rest of my life. And then like, that's it. It's football hands down. I want that experience. Mm. Well, yeah, yeah. We, we've sort of, we've sort of straw man this to a, a, a little point. I, I do, I do want to say real quick in, in my closing notes here, um, back to a, a discussion we had sort of previously, uh, one of our, our listeners in the chat, Michael Whitman brought up a, uh, a good point when we were talking about um, doxing where Boat and Blake lives. Uh, and he brought up the point that there are five potential apartment complexes that he could live in. Uh, you know, I don't want to encourage anything or, or say anything, but if, if you wish to meet Boat and Blake in person for, you know, okay. not doing them harm or not any sort of crime, but that's only taking one okay. week off work, right? Because you just spend one day each outside of each apartment complex. Eventually you'll see him. And all right, folks, we're removing time from the chat here. That. That I think is where we draw the line. Um, anyways, um, y'all, thank you so much for listening. We definitely went a little bit longer than we should have. Um, Jameson, Ty, thank you so much for uh, popping on as always. Um, I'm not even going to ask for final words because we are, we are past an hour here, but you know what? This, it was good. This conversation was good. So um, yeah. So if you like this, Make sure to uh, follow us wherever you listen to your podcast. Hit us up with that five-star review on Apple Pods. Uh, Spotify has ratings now, so do that. Um, And uh, yeah, uh, if you have any, you know, anything we can change, let us know. So um, yeah, Ty, you you, you put up a little for for our podcast listeners, you put up a little uh, post in it. Is there anything you want to say? This one that says pro tip? No, no, no. You put up like an F something. It looked like it was going to be something about F1. What's up? Never mind. We're moving on. We're moving on. Uh, but anyways, thank you all so much for listening to Scooter Pod. We'll be back next week uh, to do a full uh, spring game breakdown. And uh, yeah, we'll see you then. So until then, for me, Ty and Jameson, this has been the Scooter Pod presented by the Pigskin Podcast Network, and DraftKings. We'll catch you next time. Boomer sooner, everybody.